the not very nice and anatomically inaccurate prophecies of Oh Lord, Hear the Server. For the prompt, theater acting. Love Given Unsought. Written by Phoenix Saw and read by Chuck. It's less than an hour before the curtain rises and Aziraphale, already in costume, hurries to makeup. His many-layered black dress is bespoke and after numerous performances he has grudgingly adjusted to the confines of a corset. But like all the previous times, everything feels just a little tighter when he enters the makeup room. Light brown eyes snap up to meet his. There's the flash of a familiar, crooked grin. As always, milady looks absolutely ravishing, Crowley says in that playful drawl that has been sending shivers down Aziraphale's spine for the past couple of months. Not yet, he replies primly, sitting at one of the dressing tables. With as much daring coyness as he can muster, he glances up at Crowley from under his lashes. Much I shall be, after you're done with me. With the low rumble of laughter, the makeup artist approaches Aziraphale to set up the cosmetics. Aziraphale eyes the sway of Crowley's jean-clad hips and hopes he's not blushing too hard. His reply just now had been bolder than usual. Armed with a tube of makeup, Aziraphale doesn't pretend to know what is what, Crowley leans over him. He slips a long finger under Aziraphale's chin to bring his face up. On the contrary, after I'm done with you, you'd look ravished. Aziraphale swallows, knows that Crowley can probably feel it. He can only close his eyes and bite his lip, head still tilted back. There's the sound of a breathy chuckle before long fingers swipe a cool substance over his skin. Aziraphale relaxes into the chair and lets Crowley do his job. Months ago, he'd been skeptical when his theater group announced a new gimmick for their production of Shakespeare's Twelfth Night. Their producer, Michael, had called it a free-for-all which entailed all the actors drawing lots for their parts instead of the traditional male and female casting. Aziraphale had been anxious. He'd intended to audition for comical side roles such as Sir Toby or Malvolio, but instead found himself with the part of Olivia, one of the two main ladies. A beautiful lady, Aziraphale had mused despairingly, who was desired by no less than three other characters. The audience would surely mock him, Aziraphale had thought, as he imagined their reactions to a middle-aged actor, far past his prime, dressed as a refined gentlewoman. Neither his mastery of Olivia's lines nor the costume fittings had dissuaded Aziraphale's anxiety, but then... For their first run-through in full costume, Aziraphale had walked into makeup and met their newest employee. The tall, red-haired man who dressed like an aging rock star, 
and seemed to believe it was fashionable, had given Aziraphale a slow dragging once over that made him feel positively naked, even under his stays and skirts. Then he'd set him at a dressing table, arranged a dotting amount of cosmetics on it, cupped Aziraphale's face in one hand and said, I know I'm supposed to doll you up as Olivia, but it's an honest-to-God shame. Aziraphale had bristled, stung and enraged that this professional was daring to imply that he looked... You're far too gorgeous to be hidden under all that. Oh! Aziraphale's heart had done something in his chest he'd never felt before. Meeting the makeup artist's eyes, which gleamed like honey under the lights of the vanity, Aziraphale had been unable to utter a word. But at the end, he'd looked in the mirror, at his gently blushed cheeks, blind eyes, and lips rouged in red, and felt beautiful. He'd gone on stage, wielded the power Olivia held over Duke Orsino, Malvolio, and Sebastian, and felt radiant. Then he returned to makeup, properly introduced himself to Crowley, and felt... He'd felt a lot of things. Mostly, he likes to think he felt grateful. Since then, Aziraphale has come to know Crowley better, developing an easy, if flirtatious, friendship with him. Crowley's flirtations, which began right off the bat, had initially confused him. For a while, he dared to wonder if Crowley was simply programmed like that. But no. Aziraphale has seen Crowley do make-up for his colleagues and banter with the crew. Crowley doesn't flirt with everyone, which means... Well, Aziraphale is quite happy with what it may or may not mean. His heart flutters when he's around Crowley this blunt, abrasive man who's kinder than he pretends to be, and he's begun to unabashedly revel in Crowley's attentions. He's uncertain how deep it runs, or how long it will last, but he'll take what's being offered for now. As always, Crowley ends the process by painstakingly painting his lips. A shade that brings to mind apples and rubies and blood. It's inappropriate for a lady mourning the passing of her brother, Aziraphale had protested the first time. It's appropriate for a tart who forgets her dead brother at the first sight of a pretty boy, Crowley had retorted with a smirk. Or girl, technically. You know twelve does that surprise you? You always surprise me, Aziraphale has since come to think. The drag of the lipstick disappears from his lips, and he smacks them together, admiring his made-up face in the mirror. Still our job, as usual, my dear. Thank you. Crowley gives a non-committal grunt and leans his hip against the vanity. So... Final performance tonight, eh? 
Yes, I'm excited. It's always melancholic to bid goodbye to a row, but we've had such a successful run. Crony turns his head, his brown eyes fixed on Aziraphale's face. Gonna miss stalling you up like this, got to admit. Aziraphale stands up slowly. There will be other projects in the future, and even if not, he pauses, wondering how to imply that he's open to meeting Crowley outside of venues. Or is that too forward? The stage manager burst in right then, yelling for everyone to take their places. With a swift smile and promise to speak afterwards, Aziraphale hurries out of the room. The final performance of a production is always a blur to Aziraphale. It's a pandemonium of excitement and nerves, and the pressure to be perfect, with a few ad-libs mixed in to give their last audience memorable surprises. Aziraphale is drawn into one such ad-lib when Eric, portraying Sebastian, ends their wedding scene by tipping Aziraphale into a spontaneous kiss. The laughter and whoops from the audience make him giggle against Eric's lips, and elated by the confidence of a play well ended, he can't fight off his beam, even after the curtain call. The cast and crew gather backstage afterwards, cheering and hugging. But Aziraphale slips past them and runs to make up. Crowley, he exclaims. It's done. It's over. Oh, it was so good. You won't believe what... Crowley is alone in the room, setting up makeup removers on the dressing tables. He turns when Aziraphale enters, but the smile on his face slides off quickly. Who did that? Aziraphale pauses, surprised. Did what? Your lipstick is smeared, Crowley says quietly, his voice flat. Oh! Aziraphale looks in one of the mirrors. The neat lines of his lipstick are ruined, smudging the corners of his lips. He blushes at the sight. He can't remember the kiss being quite so... There was a wedding scene, he says, turning back to Crowley. I don't remember any kisses in the play, Crowley returns, now walking towards Aziraphale. You know what it's like. Aziraphale is growing inexplicably breathless at Crowley's approach. Some actors get overexcited for the final performance. So, Eric snogged you. Crowley draws with a quiet menace, implying a terrible fate awaits the young actor. Sebastian kissed Olivia, replies Aziraphale, instinctively rising to the challenge. With a hum, Crowley gently takes Aziraphale's chin in hand and swipes his thumb over his bottom lip, pulling it to the side. Looks like it was a good kiss. He ruined your lipstick the way I've been dying to do for months. Aziraphale's breath leaves him in a soft gasp. Crowley meets his gaze, his angular cheeks reddening slightly. 
It takes a moment for Xerophile to realize that Crowley is testing the waters, dipping a toe in and waiting to know if he's welcome. Swallowing, Xerophile whispers, Why didn't you? You could have at any time. Crowley stills, eyes widening. A deep breath, and Xerophile admits, I've wanted you to. There is a beat, an aching moment of silence. Then Crowley breaks into a grin, slow and relieved. Does that mean I get to doll you up again? As long as you make me look ravishing, Aziraphale leans in, returning his smile. Oh, ravished, I suppose. With pleasure, Crowley rasps, and at long last, Wraps Aziraphale up in a kiss. The end.